Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, you can also listen live across the Faith Radio Network Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central or 12 Eastern for the entire hour. And if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, greeting everyone listening across the Faith Radio Network and beyond on our Jeremiah Johnston Show podcast or listening uh, via the Faith Radio app. I want to welcome uh, hopefully several dozens who are listening, uh, who were at my last event in Atlanta, Georgia, who I personally showed uh, how to download the Faith Radio app. I love doing this. Everywhere I go and speak now, I have a slide where I invite the audience uh, to definitely connect with this program. So I want to welcome all of you who have heard me recently wherever I've spoken in the city in which you live. It's so cool to have you joining us on the Jeremiah Johnson Show. Today, more than ever, the Christian church needs people. We need you to be able to communicate truth in a post-Christian, even at times, environment that is hostile to the Christian faith. How do we do this? Well, we have to learn to think more deeply and more accurately about the big questions and ultimate absolute unchanging truth. Here's the reality, friends. If we don't speak to the questions that the culture is discussing, guess what? A Gillette Super Bowl commercial will. And the problem is a Super Bowl commercial is not based on the absolute truth of God's word. And you know what? This program is and our Christian faith is. And so we need to be able to think more deeply and more accurately about big questions in life. And so this program is all about equipping you, resourcing you, encouraging you to have a conversant faith. And that's why I'm so excited about today's program with my good friend, Bible teacher, Angie Smith. Angie and I have spoken at the same events across the country. I have been privileged to be ministered to through her dynamic ministry. I've got some fastball questions for her. She's holding on the line. She's getting ready to join us. You're not going to want to miss this discussion. Uh, Wow. She and her husband have experienced the greatest of all heartaches, and we're not going to shy away from discussing it because guess what? God's a big boy. He can take our toughest questions and our most difficult discussion. Today's going to encourage you. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to step away for a 90-second break, and Angie Smith is going to be joining us. And I can't wait also to tell you about her Bible study, Seamless, about the arc, the narrative arc of the entire scriptures. This is going to be a great program today. It's great to have you joining us across Faith Radio Network. Stay with us back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, welcoming all of you listening across Faith Radio Network. This is your host, Jeremiah, and of course, this is the program that celebrates being a Christian thinker. It is possible to love God with our heart, soul, and mind, and being a Christian thinker is definitely not an oxymoron. Well, I had the privilege, actually a couple of years ago, I found myself uh, somewhere in the southeast speaking at a women's event, 
And I had the opportunity to walk in and listen to Angie Smith, who is our guest today on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And I have to admit, friends, I had never heard her story before. I had seen all of her books. I had seen all of her Bible studies. You'll regularly see her in the bestseller aisle of a Lifeway or a bookstore near you. But I had never actually experienced listening to her story. It was so powerful. I and the thousands of women in the room were mesmerized. It touched my heart uh, because Angie and her husband, Todd, are living examples of perseverance, faith, powerful faith in Jesus Christ. Angie Smith is my guest today on the Jeremiah Johnston Show, joining us from Nashville, Tennessee. Angie, thank you so much for being on the program today. Oh, gosh, Jeremiah, that intro is really kind of you and built me up more than I probably should be but <laughs> well it's <laughs> it's uh, it's straight from my heart and I am passionate about women in ministry as I wrote in my book unimaginable the church would not exist today without women I think it's amazing that the apostle Paul in Romans 16 calls um, this amazing woman Phoebe his prostatis in Greek his protector his benefactor and he chooses Phoebe to deliver the letter the book of Romans to the churches at Rome it's so powerful and I myself would not be a Christian without the impact of my mom in my life when I thought I was going to turn away from the faith and so I have a special place in my heart for the ways in which God Almighty is using women, you principally among them. Angie, you're married to Todd Smith. You have five kids. Uh, by the way, we can do a support group later. We're both parents of multiples. You have twin girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> in fact, you have five daughters. We'll get into that story. And by the way, Angie, uh, I don't want to interrupt my intro of, of you, but I will. I don't know if we can do a, arranged marriages. Audrey and I were discussing this because we have four sons and you have four daughters. So we just need to we, maybe I, we can I talk mean, about that offline. Sure. <laughs> I'm game. Okay, well, Angie began her ministry, for those of you who are not familiar with Angie Smith Ministries, and by the way, I want to encourage you right now to connect with her on Facebook, at Angie Smith Ministries, and then her Instagram and Twitter handles are Angie Smith 19. That's at Angie Smith 19. She wrote a blog about, I'm going to call it the ultimate grief that she and her husband Todd experienced. That went viral, and she is now a nationally recognized Bible study teacher, best-selling author of multiple, as I've already mentioned, both adult and children's books. Uh, we're going to be talking in our next segment about seamless understanding the Bible as one complete story. It's so powerful. Other great resources. And as I already mentioned, she lives in Nashville, but she also has a master's degree in developmental psychology from the great University of Vanderbilt there in Nashville. Angie, I want to begin in the deep end of the pool, if I can, if sure. you don't mind, in this discussion, because yeah. uh, this is a program where we say it's not a sin to question your faith, and God's a big boy. He can take all of our questions, uh, but we live in a day and age, especially in modern-day Christianity, where we hear from certain camps of the Christian faith that, you know, the Christian faith is all about, uh, it's like a concierge service for us, making our life better. And I try to balance that with the thousands of questions that I'm texted from live audiences and that are phoned in and emailed in on this program for men and women who are struggling. And I've often said that the number one reason people walk away from their personal faith is an experience of evil, suffering, and pain. So here's my question for you, Angie Smith. Why are you still a Christian with the ultimate pain 
that you've experienced, and you just take it from there. Wouldn't it stink if I said I wasn't? And then, like, the whole interview is so <laughs> You've had no. to change it for it. <laughs> right. Um, truly, it's a great question. Um, and the fact that you're even asking it is really powerful because I think that And it was one of the reasons that I wasn't interested in Christianity because I felt like what I was seeing was a bunch of people who really believed this 100% and never doubted. And, Mm. you know, I'm reading scripture and saying there there are precedents that that say this is okay. And we were, you know, we are created to be thinkers. And I would be lying if I didn't say that there were times, I mean, during that and after and before um, it's been a really, really, really difficult year and a half for me. And mm. there are moments where I've just sat in my car and pounded a steering wheel and screamed and said, Look, God, you can fix this. Why mm. aren't you? you? You can fix this. And I, I just think it's important for us to say that God is not intimidated by our emotions. He's not intimidated Amen. by us being angry because he knows. I just think it's, it's silly that we as, you know, a lot of believers are like, you shouldn't do this. I, I just keep thinking, he knows everything in your mind. Like, that's <laughs> it, right. it's not a secret. You know, like, you might as well bring it to him because it's there. So, um, and I think the same thing is true about faith. And several times, and, you know, with large audiences, I've said, is there anyone in here? Basically, just raise your hand if you are someone who at any point in your faith, no matter where you are, has doubted in some way. And it, the whole place raises their hands. And That's then right. Kind of That's right. Each other. Like, is that okay? Are we? And then, of course, there are like, some people don't. And I'm like, well, you're liars, you know? That's right. <laughs> I, I don't that. But in my heart, I'm like, let's not do this to people. Let's, let's just not. Let's not make that something that we feel guilty about. It, and I feel very, very passionate about that. So, Angie, take us back to your story for those that may be uh, listening to you for the very first time. And, again, if you're just joining us on the Jeremiah Johnston program, my guest is international Bible teacher and best-selling author Angie Smith. Tell us about your story. Unpack it for us, if you would. Sure. Um, well, my husband is a singer. He's in a Christian group. They're called Sela. And at the time, we were pregnant with what would have been our fourth daughter. This has been 10 years now, which is really hard to believe. But we went in for an ultrasound, and really, we, we just sort of wanted to find out what the baby's gender was because mm. we already had three girls, didn't expect anything to be wrong. And it just, you know, from the minute the text started looking, we could tell that there was something that was drastically wrong. In fact, I didn't even say, is something wrong? I said, is she going to live? Um, wow. And she just shook her head and said, I don't think so. Um, and so... The doctor came in. I don't know why I said this, because to be completely frank, I'm I'm generally like not in the moment. I can hold up really well. You don't want to be anywhere around me like a half an hour after the crisis is over. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, um, I think I just went into a mode. And basically, he said, like, do you understand what's going on? And I just said, and this is, again, like, this is not a anti-spiritual all the time. This is a gift that God gave me. But I said, I know that my Jesus is the same as he was before I walked in the store. I know that. And wow. he just kind of looked at me, and I know I think he was like, okay, I think she's checked out. So hmm. <laughs> he um, looked over the ultrasound and just said, 
I'm going to tell you what's going on. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And just kept listing things. They shuffled us into another room and started talking about how far along it could be in Nashville to abort. And if I still wanted to wait, I could go to Ohio because they're, you know, a little bit later. And that was it. I mean, and it was just, you know, you don't understand it until you're in that position. The impression they gave me was that she was in pain. And so I just remember, you know, as a mom, I I would just say, you know, to me, this is a black and white issue. And in that moment, I'm thinking, how do I be the best mom? Is she hurting? Is she um, Mm -hmm. really hard? And with all that said, we we saw several, what I would call miracles along the way. Um, But ultimately, when she was born, um, she just, she couldn't make it. Um, She just didn't have what she needed to. And so she lived for about two and a half hours. And I'm so grateful that we did carry her and that we trusted God with that because there's nothing that could replace that time. And she's real to my kids and she's a part of our family. So, yeah, she would be 10. And we had another daughter after her. Her name's Charlotte. She was born on my birthday. <laughs> she's wow. eight. Um, but, yeah, and that was sort of how I started the blog was to tell people what was going on because I was overwhelmed with telling it over and over again. It felt like a safe way. Yeah. And so it, I just think that a lot of people connected with it because it's something, whether it's a miscarriage or even an abortion or a loss of an adult child, this kind of loss there, unfortunately, it isn't something that's in regular conversation in the Christian world. Hmm. Again, if you're just joining us, we're listening to Angie Smith's powerful uh, story um, and also listening to a powerful statement she just made. My Jesus is the same now as he was before what became a devastating appointment. Can you just talk to us for a moment about um, just your and Todd's marriage? And, you know, we have so many couples, Angie, that listen to this program and, you know, they they get devastating news or a disappointment and they're struggling um, did this bring you guys closer together? And what can you impart to the married couples who are listening to you right now? Well, I mean, the, the honest answer is that it did at times and it didn't at other times because mm. we we grieved very differently because I was the one carrying the baby. And I think that made me more connected, obviously. And I've talked to so many women who would say the same. And Todd was just not, he just couldn't experience it the way that I was. So a lot of times what I saw is just being uncaring or indifferent or uninvolved was really just him not, not knowing what to do. And also, you know, I don't want to say this as a stereotype, but in general, husbands want to fix problems. They want to take care of their wives. They want to feel like they're, um, you know, just making sure that everything is all right. And there's no way for him to do that. And so I I think that that was something that was really important in hindsight. I would say I wish I had had a better understanding of that and that I had had more grace for it because it's, it's easy when we're in a place like that to take it out on the safest person who we know isn't going anywhere or we hope isn't. And so we really had to fight against that. We really had to. 
Mm. And we only have about 60 seconds before the break, and my guest today is Angie Smith. I want to encourage you to follow her right now on social media, Facebook at Angie Smith Ministries, Instagram, Angie Smith 19, Twitter, Angie Smith 19 as well. In fact, we're going to go to a break right now, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Angie about how we deal with grief, how we deal with loss. So many of you have this question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I'm joining us today from Nashville, Tennessee, Bible teacher, amazing Christian thinker, fantastic author, and uh, just an all-around world-class mom, Angie Smith. Angie, thanks so much for being on the program today. I want to go right back to you were just discussing uh, the different stages, if we can call it, or expressions of Mm -hmm. grief that you and your husband Todd had in the wake of losing your daughter, Audrey. Um, Can you just take us through... I mean, you were able to blog during this time, or I don't even, you probably didn't even think it was a blog at the time. It was just a way to mass communicate to so many who were praying for you. Um, What are some things you can impart to our listeners, many of whom uh, who have perhaps experienced loss of things they can do practically if they've experienced something similar? Gosh, that's a good question. And I always like to break it down to the practical, but it's such a hard question to answer. I know it's different for everyone, but for me, um, I don't know how many people listening have ever paid attention to the Enneagram, but I'm a two, if you know what that is. Yep, I'm a one. I like, you know, okay, I verbally process things. I am always really worried about other people's feelings, and I would say for me, from a practical standpoint, the thing that I've I don't know that I would say I most needed, but it was definitely in like the top three was to learn how to say no um, to people when they needed things from me. And that mm-hmm. is, you know, if you kind of like look back over my life and just the patterns that were established in my childhood. That's my role. That has been my role. Make sure that everyone else is okay. Yes. And so in a practical sense, I had to just sort of assess what do I need to cut out that's unhealthy right now. I, I need to be brutally honest because right now my focus needs to be here. And so part of that was people asking and me being exhausted because I just didn't, I couldn't talk about it anymore. So for me, and I know it's different for everyone, but just giving myself permission to say that just can't be my priority and I have to draw a different boundary. That was incredibly difficult for me just based on my personality. Hmm. I hope you're taking notes, as I am with our guest, Angie Smith. Tell us about I Will Carry You. Well, that that came, um, the idea that came from the blog, but it isn't, it isn't, there are a few entries, but it's really just, it's her story. Um, and again, it was something that was really difficult, but really cathartic. It, writing is safe to me because I can just be sitting on my bed and expressing things the way that I want to, and I'm not on the spot, and I can sort of process my way through it. So that is where that originated was from the blog. And then it just sort of became its own thing. And I, I just, it's such a special, it's such a special gift to me to be able to share her with people because they're, you know, everywhere I go, events that I do, I know statistically how many women in the audience have experienced this. And I think about this book that I got to write and how many times in my life I get to say, Audrey, Audrey, mm. she's a real person. And so many people don't. 
And it was really a powerful realization when people started coming up to me and saying, I've never talked about this. Or, um, you know, just to me, more than anything, it felt like I was joining this group that no one wants to be in, but that we could just sort of like come together and feel like we weren't alone. And that, that book to me was just like sort of a contribution to that as my effort to say, you aren't alone. And also this isn't a practical, like secular book. This is Jesus. And because most of it is secular. So yeah, it was really, it was such an honor. I I can never even find the word. So powerful. And again, I want to encourage you if you've not seen the book or have it in your Christian library, I will carry you. I definitely want to encourage you to do that. There are multiplied thousands of parents and families um, who have been ministered to um, by just it being all about Jesus. So, uh, you know, for the skeptic out there, Angie, who's listening right now, I mean, I receive questions every week and they're just mad at God. You know, if God is really there, how come he took this person from me or I experienced that? What is your go-to answer? You know, if you meet this person at a train station, you're never going to talk to him again. You've got five minutes to talk the person off the ledge of faith on why they can still trust a God who who they view as taking someone special from them. You know, what's your answer for that person who's listening right now? I would say, and and I just, from past experience, before I was a believer, after, there are a lot of verses, and there are some pretty amazing platitudes. I mean, we can can come up with things that would be embroidered on a pillow. Like, there are certainly stock answers we can give. My answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that what we can say is, what we do know is we live in a sin-filled world. We are sinners. And there, there is the fact that that is the case means there are things that are going to be not the way that God originally desired them to be. So I don't know. To me, I just feel like there's so much freedom in realizing that you don't have to have the perfect answer and that sometimes it's just by saying, hey, I'm with you. You know, like, I I trust him at the end of the day, but I'm not going to look you in the eye while you're hearing dirt hit your child's casket. I'm I'm not going to look you in the eye and say, well, it's because such and such. And people want to do that because grief is uncomfortable. That's right. And it's really hard to believe that a loving God would be a part of, in quotation marks, this happening. And so something that I always say is, and this is sort of where I land. I know that every single thing that comes to me, whether or not I can explain it, which typically I can't, has been sifted through God's hands. And there are so many people who have said to me, this is Satan who did this. Like, and, or they have all these, you know, God needed another angel or all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's okay for me to say, I don't know. I trust him. I may never know this side of heaven. I mean, I I think that's entirely possible. For me, there's a lot of freedom in hearing someone say, I don't know, but he does. Can we talk about him? You know, can we not let that be the the landing place? Um, Maybe that's just because that's what comforted me. I didn't want the platitudes. I didn't, it just, it it felt, I don't know, it just felt like it made me feel worse, to be honest. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess that would be my answer. 
This is so powerful. I, Andrew, you're, you're dropping so much wisdom today on the Jeremiah Johnson Show. If you're just joining us on Faith Radio Network, my guest is Bible teacher Angie Smith. And we've been discussing um, an incredible and ultimate grief that she and her husband Todd experienced losing their daughter, Audrey. Um, but you just said something so powerful, and I, I want to I underscore it because, Angie, you and Todd have got beyond the embroidered theology, the soundbite theology, um, the the quick, you know, very quick um, and often trite answers that we offer to a skeptical world really don't help us in those difficult and challenging moments. And friends, those of you that are listening to us right now, either live across the network or later on the podcast or archive, however you're engaging with this broadcast, where are you at in your Christian journey? Are you allowing God to take you deeper? Um, as I wrote about in my book, Unanswered, Charles Spurgeon 10 years of the greatest time of his ministry when Queen Victoria was coming to hear him. His wife was an invalid at home. And I'll never forget when he said of God, it takes the fire to bring out the music as he stared at the Mm. fireplace, um, listening to the crackling fire. He said it takes the fire to bring the music out. And so often we minister out of that place of pain. And Angie, you have had the courage to do that. And I want to encourage everyone who's listening, we need to pray for Angie Smith. Her ministry is touching the world. We need to pray a hedge of protection around her. These are not easy things to discuss. In fact, uh, Angie, Greg Laurie, and I did a whole segment on things you don't say to parents who have lost a child. (laughs) And I would just refer our audience back to that because you were just just touching on some of those very dumb things. Uh, I think one thing that I've learned as a pastor um, and ministering and burying children is just what you said a moment ago, Angie, and I want to reflect on it, just being present, being there, not necessarily having to fill the room with your voice, but just fill the room with mm-hmm. your presence. Um, I'm thinking right now, Angie, of a couple um, went back years ago when I was an associate pastor. They, too, lost their child, miscarried. I'll never forget the very um, tiny uh, casket when we did the funeral. I'll never forget that. It was my first time of that kind of experience as a pastor. Well, God gave them another child. That child grew to be a teenager, and she just took her life. And I'm now getting, you can imagine, just the, the oh. grief that I'm hearing from the current pastor of the current city where she's mm. attending. And so, friends, this kind of hurt is real that people are going through and we do need to get past the embroidered theology. Thank you, Angie, so much uh, for raising that issue and for saying that with us. So um, take us further then. So, you know, did you know that at the time that, I mean, I don't want to ask a dumb question, but did you have any idea how God was going to raise you up through this pain to speak to the multitudes as you've done? Just take us further as your ministry really um, birthed through so much of this. Oh, gosh, no, I ne- never. Never, never, never. And, I mean, you said this earlier, but it wasn't a blog. I mean, that really wasn't even a thing. It, that was just sort of – and I, I just found it and thought, well, I guess I can do this um, just to kind of get it out there and process for myself. But for so many reasons, I I would be the last person to do this, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, the short answer is absolutely not. <laughs> so – and and I – sort of tying that together is what you said um, as far as like things that you shouldn't say or whatever. One of the things that I get is going to make me cry. Um, one mm. of the things that a lot of people say to me is, look at this amazing ministry that has come from it. 
And I think they expect me to say, yeah, but, you know, and I, I look in the eye and I'm like, well, I'd rather have her back. Like, Amen. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I understand that or that that's some kind of redemption in the world. Am I grateful for it? Of course I am. But that's, that was never a something that fixed it and made it better and maybe be able to look back and go, well, no wonder that's why, because now, no, in my head, I'm like, well, we could have done it another way. And that's right. Again, that's, that's a fear of me to say actually, because he knows that that is what my heart is. He knows that my heart breaks. He knows that that's what I would have chosen. Do I know why he did? No, I don't. But I am grateful that out of that, there is fruit. Um, but I just, that's one of the things that people say. And I just look at them and think, I, I, yeah, I have to be honest in my response. And sometimes people are a little bit taken aback. And again, sure. grief is uncomfortable. We want that's the right. redemptive story here. We want it. Wow. Um, Angie, this is so good, all the answers that you're giving. Thank you for your vulnerability with us. Um, We have to go to a break in just a couple of minutes, but I do want to ask you just about grief. Um, You know, is there any resources that you would recommend, just immediate steps to anyone who's grieving? You know, I keep hearing you say the name Jesus. Um, We've only got about 60 seconds uh, before our next break, but any any go-to resources or immediate next steps for someone who's suffering right now listening to to this broadcast? I would say if someone is in the situation I was in, there's an organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, um, which you can look up. But that was something that really changed things for me. Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, When we come back, we have one more segment with Angie Smith. You've been so generous with your time, Angie. I'm going to be talking about the Come to the Table national tour that you're doing. So exciting. I know some cities, it's already sold out. There's still availability. And I also want to discuss a Bible study that actually Audrey and I did together, your Bible study, Seamless, Understanding the Bible as One Complete Story. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeremiah Johnson Show back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnson Show. I hope you're buckling your seatbelt because this segment we're going to cover a lot of ground with our special guest, international Bible teacher, best-selling author, and fantastic all-around person, Angie Smith. Angie, first and foremost, um, having been someone who has heard you speak in a couple of different arenas, uh, I was thrilled to see your recent announcement on Instagram about the Come to the Table tour that you're doing with Danielle Walker, Annie Downs. Uh, tell us about it and where we can get tickets to see you in a city near us. Oh, I'm so excited about it. I'm such a team player. I, I, I don't want to be on stage by myself. I, I love being out with other women and just being able to bounce off of each other. And so the heart of this tour is just that we love the idea of combining food and faith and friends. And Danielle is an incredible, um, she's a, she's a cookbook writer, but she's, she wouldn't call herself a chef, but I would. Um, and she's just, a lot of people listening probably know who she is. Um, and Annie Downs, who is amazing. And I just think it's going to be a different kind of tour. It is, um, we're doing it with Compassion International, which is also near and dear to my heart. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, there are tickets available in most of the cities, but it's come to the table tour.com, I believe. I should probably have that memorized. <laughs> 
And there's also uh, information I see on the Compassion Live website, or if you go to Angie Smith Ministries, if you go to angiesmithonline.com, there are links there. Um, and so come to the table. Um, now, I'm a foodie. Audrey and I fancy ourselves chefs, and uh, even though we probably eat out more than we should, we love to cook. Is there is there going to be a food element to this tour? Because personally, I might want to come if, if there is. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest, Jeremiah. There is. And we might set places on fire. That's where we are. <laughs> um, there's no, there's no telling what's going to happen. We are helping Danielle cook um, at the beginning and just talking to her about her story and her journey and why she does what she does. She almost died from an autoimmune disease. And so we're just going to be sort of talking through that. And then hopefully by the end it will be ready and we can eat it. But again, that is barring any kind of massive um, explosions or, you know, uh, there are just a lot of things. It's, it's going to be a train wreck is what I'm saying. It's going to be and awesome. And is it one night only? I'm seeing on the website you're at several churches that our audience would be familiar with in the Atlanta area. You're at Johnson Ferry Baptist, March 28th, Elizabethtown, Kentucky, March 29th. Is Franklin, Tennessee totally sold out, Angie? It is. That okay. one's sold out. That's my, so, my home sorry, town. Sorry, Nashville peeps. Uh Kernsville, North Carolina, Mountain Brook, Alabama, Little Rock, Tyler, Texas, Round Rock, Texas, um, and I'm sure they're adding more and more cities. Definitely want to encourage you to check this out and um, invite a friend, invite a skeptic. One thing I love about Angie, um, there is a real um, fantastic, not only theology, but a thinking element to her ministry that I've personally experienced, as I've already mentioned. Um, Angie, you have a master's in developmental psychology from Vanderbilt. How important is it to you to be a Christian thinker? I think it's, I, it's, I can't even find the words, because for me, that was one of the things that held me back from faith. Is I just sort of, and again, like everything from childhood, there are things that affect the way that you see religion, et cetera. But for me, being my father is, he is just a thinker in every sense of the word. I can't even begin to tell you everything is analyzed. And so I come in as a skeptic and just sort of say, well, prove this to me. You know, and obviously you can't 100% prove Jesus. I mean, if you could, then that would, that would be what everyone is doing. So I like that there is space for questions and there is space for intelligent people to speak into them and to say, I understand your perspective on whatever, evolution. The big, I mean, I'll get into like those big things, but I can, I, I want to be able to tackle it head on from a faith perspective. And I think that a lot of times we sort of shy away from those things That's right. instead of educating ourselves. And I've been the most affected by and impressed by the people who were like, no, 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 I want to understand this so that I can dig in and go to toe to toe in a way that makes people respect me and make some truth about what I believe. So for me, I don't think if it hadn't been for some of those people, I think I'd have a very different faith walk than I do now. So powerful. I mean, what I keep hearing from your story is being a Christian thinker, loving God with your mind was really a path um, a path you'll never obviously get over it, but it certainly has allowed you to survive this grief that you've experienced. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what I seem to be hearing on yeah. this. Is, is that true? Yes, I would say so. 
So powerful. Okay, Angie, I've got to get to my other questions because this is so great. Got uh, it. The time is going by way too fast. Tell us about Audrey and I. And by the way, men, um, this isn't just a ladies' Bible study. Um, remember, <laughs> Priscilla and Aquila taught Apollos the way of God more accurately, according to Luke in the book of Acts. Um, I personally benefited with my wife, Audrey. Um, from your Bible study, Seamless, Understanding the Bible is One Complete Story. Now, Angie, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're really right on trend here. I mean, N.T. Wright and others, uh, many of us out of uh, the new perspective, these individuals, uh, we, we believe the Bible should be looked at as a complete story, the, the full arc of the Bible. So you're very much on trend here with New Testament scholarship today, by the way. Uh, but tell us how this Bible study came together. Well, first of all, that's not the first time that my name and N.T. Wright's have been in the same sentence. That's a pretty Amen. common occurrence. Uh, <laughs> not true at all. Um, no, it's a funny story, actually. I was in graduate school. And long story short, um, I had some friends who invited me to a Bible study. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have any idea. I tried to go to Lifeway. I looked at it, and I'm like, I'm not going in there. They're too perfect. I'm not getting this Bible study, whatever that is. I sat and listened to the Beastie Boys in the parking lot. Never went in. <laughs> True. Um, went to this Bible study, and they just were super kind. I did bring a Bible the next week. Precious moments. <laughs> um, so, Precious moments, no, Beastie Boys. I love this. Keep going. Right? I mean, I've got a lot to offer. So I would say that what happened was, as a thinker, when I became a Christian, I was like, I don't understand these pages. These are like tissue. Like, I don't get it. So I did something that probably sounds silly, but I wouldn't change it. I went to Lifeway. I went to the kids' section. I sat down. I'm sure I look like a creeper. And I <laughs> grabbed, like, picture books of the Bible. No words. And just said, okay, that's who Jonah was. Oh, well, wait, this is where Abraham was. And I literally, like, graduate myself to the next book, the next book. And I'm like, I'm at words, you know. And then, and because I just needed, like, the arc of scripture. And I couldn't yes. get that from my Bible. It just, cause it's not in order, you know? And sometimes people are like, I had no idea. I'm like, I didn't when I started. So yeah, I mean, I started really, really small and I gave myself permission to do that because I wanted to understand it. And for me, that just meant going back to the absolute basics. And so out of that came this amazing Bible study. Go ahead and tell us about Seamless. And I love that title. Oh, thanks. I asked them if we could do that. I was, it just, also, because I sew a lot, um, <laughs> which cracks me up when men are like, we did the study. We just ripped off the cover with a bright pink, you know, <laughs> thread on it. But no, and I've said this, I don't even know how many times. For my entire life, being associated with the study will be one of the greatest honors of my life. It's I never, I mean, you picture this girl sitting in Lifeway, or better yet, sitting outside of it saying, I'll never go in that store. This is not anything I would have ever predicted. And when I have people come up to me and say, this, you know, made me understand the Bible or whatever these things, Jeremiah can honestly say, I don't hear that as Angie, you're amazing. Angie, it's like, this is true kingdom work. This is not about me. Hmm. It's kind of them to include me in those statements, but we all know that the goal here was to hear some of those words. And I'm flabbergasted that he has allowed it. So it just, it, I, honestly, it's the most special thing, and I just I will just forever be grateful that the Lord allowed me to be a part of it. It's yeah, it's been really really special. 
Well, I want to add my word of endorsement to it because so many Christians fall into pitfalls. I I say this often, Angie, when I speak or just when I'm talking to people one-on-one. It's not hard to be a heretic. In fact, heresy happens in churches every Sunday. All I need is the Bible in no context or Jesus in no context, and I become a heretic. I start doing heresy. We've all been part of a Bible study that goes into free fall mode, and we all just start saying what the passage means to us in that moment, divorcing it from its context. And what is so important, Bible students who are listening to this program, Christians, and whether you're a new Christian or you've been in the School of Christ for decades, we have to have an interpretive Um, experience with the word of God and we have to interpret it from beginning to end with the entire arc of God's word in mind that way we don't lift out and we do what's called really eisegesis we lift out a passage and we just foist our own western modern meaning this is why Tom Wright says we have to read the Bible with with obviously answering 21st century questions but with first century eyes and Angie your Bible study does an amazing job it goes through the beginning the patriarchs exodus and the promised land the kingdom and the prophets, the Messiah, the letters. There's group discussion guides, but why I was resourced and benefited from it, it's just a great reminder to me, even as a New Testament exegete, we have to interpret the Bible through the lens of the entire, the long story of the Bible. So good on you. Friends, definitely uh, recommend this to you. We only have time uh, to get to now the question that I ask all of my Christian thinkers on this program, Angie. And thank you so much for just how powerful and how vulnerable you've been with us. In fact, I think vulnerability is the new superpower to reaching people. But I ask all of my guests, Angie, and I've had uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, Bible scholars, archaeologists, um, amazing speakers, comedians all kinds of fun people on this program. I ask all, almost all of them this question because really my whole passion is answering people's unanswered questions or at least looking at them together. What's your unanswered question? I mean, if you could ask Jesus anything, what would it be? Or is there a question you struggled with for a while? Um, I would appreciate hearing your answer to that. That is such a good and difficult question, especially when you mention all of the types of people who have already answered it. <laughs> Before me, um, I, I I think that for me it would be a general why. I mean, just especially with Audrey, I, I think that after what I went through, you know, in my mind I always picture myself, and who knows what it will be like. I I'm certainly not any kind of scholar, or obviously I haven't experienced it, but I always imagine being in front of God in heaven. And praying that you will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And the next thought that comes to me is, where is she? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that I'm not even sure I have a million questions here. And I don't think they'll be there, really, when I get there. Um, but to me, it's just being able to walk in a way of accepting the why and living with it. Um We've all got so many questions that aren't going to be answered. And in some way, I think there's peace in just accepting that. Mm, So powerful. And uh, wow. Um, You're probably catching your breath like I am listening to Angie Smith. Angie, um, can I ask you to do something? I don't ask all of our guests to do this, but I just feel led by the Holy Spirit. Will you take a moment and pray for our audience? Um, We have people from all walks of life that listen to this program, seekers, skeptics, post-Christian, soon-to-be Christian, you name it. Um, But one thing that I think is common to all of us is suffering. 
and grief to many who are listening. Will you take a moment and just pray for those that have been listening, um, for God just to show himself strong in their lives? Mm, Absolutely. I would love to. Um, And I don't know who is listening, Lord, but you do, and you know their stories. You know every single detail. You know every why that they have. You know the places where they have questioned and the places where they have raged. And one of the most beautiful things about you is that it doesn't make you intimidated. It doesn't make you angry in return. You have the opportunity, once again, always to show how compassionate and loving you are. And for people who are listening who don't know that side of you, I pray that something specific would happen in their lives. Lord, even make it today where there would just be some reminder that you're present and that you haven't forgotten them. And even though they won't understand it, it has been sifted through your hands, and we trust your hands. Also, Jesus, let people experience what they are truly experiencing and not try to wrap it up with a bow. There is nothing in Scripture mm-hmm. that says we have to do that, and it is impossible to live lives like that and love you the way that I believe like we are called to do. We're not going to make it perfect here. We're not going to explain everything. I pray for the men and women who are listening that that would become a reality to them and that they would love you more because of it. And I pray these things in your name. Amen. Wow. You've just listened to Angie Smith pray a beautiful prayer. If you're just joining us on Faith Radio Network, this is definitely one. Or if you've been listening the entire time. Friends, I've been doing the interview. I can't wait to listen to this again on the podcast. Um, Wow. Angie Smith, you're a breath of fresh air, your vibrant Mm -hmm. faith, your authenticity. um, It's the kind of faith that I want to have in my life. You've just been so Mm -hmm. inspirational uh, on this program today. And just thank you for being who you are. We will absolutely check out your amazing tour. Come to the table. Um, It's probably in the city near you. Check it out. If you haven't, buy Seamless, buy I Will Carry You, and definitely uh, connect with Angie Smith Ministries at Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at AngieSmith19. Angie, you've been amazing. What And you are oh, a scholar. God. You're a Christian thinker. Can you come back on this program again in future days? This has been this has gone too fast. Yeah. No, I'm actually interviewing to be your co-host. So I'm going to share a lot. Yeah, that is awesome. Ready, but... Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're listening to Faith Radio. I'll be back uh, taking your questions. And don't be afraid to send those to askjjj.com. Uh, you're listening to The Jeremiah Johnson Show. Welcome back to the show. I want to jump right to your questions. Rick asks me, Jeremiah, what are some of the important books that you've read lately and why? Uh, I only have a couple of seconds to answer this. Um, The book that I'm reading right now, Rick, is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, And I love the subtitle, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. And this book is all about developing winning systems in our lives uh, so many, so oftentimes we f- we fail in our life because we've not put in the right system uh, that has in, that has allowed us intentionally to have success. This is a New York Times bestseller. I'm loving it. I've heard James interviewed a number of times on different podcasts and shows that I interact with. Um, you wanted to know some other books that I've read recently. Well, I'm always reading Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 2, by my good friend Rick Renner, uh, who has a dynamic church in Moscow, Russia. 
If you want a dynamic devotional life, Rick, I would highly encourage you to get this tome. Let me see how many pages this is, Rick. This thing is uh, 1,200 plus pages. You can get it, I think, over on Rick's website. Just Google Rick Renner. But it's 365 new gems to equip and empower you for victory every day of the year. And he takes it right back to the Greek New Testament, and then he gives some great teaching and some excellent application. My wife, Audrey, and I enjoy sparkling gems from the Greek. What have I read? I just finished Chris Hogan's Everyday Millionaires. The forward is by Dave Ramsey. I love all of Dave Ramsey's stuff. I hope you all do, too. How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth and How You Can, too. This book has been a great challenge to me. Uh, Some great reminders as well. Of course, I love to read everything that the Dave Ramsey group is putting out. So that's the last book I read. I'm also listening to different books uh, right now as well. And I am reminded, actually, that my good friend, my author in New England, Kevin Belmonte, um, I think it's the greatest biography on D.L. Moody that I've read. I would definitely encourage you, Rick, to always be reading a great Christian biography. I just um, I want to rec- recommend to you A Life, D.L. Moody, A Life, Innovator, Evangelist, World Changer by Kevin Belmonte. Uh, Kevin's doing a great work um, with all of his writings. I'm so proud of him. He's such a fantastic thinker. And, of course, more than anything else, reading the scriptures, meditating on the scriptures. So we definitely want to do that. Thanks so much for submitting the question, Rick. I want to encourage all of you to submit to our podcast, The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Share the blog. Go to the Faith Radio website. Google The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Every single program has a blog. So definitely share that. And pray for our ministry. Pray for Christian Thinker Society. Connect with us on social media. I hope and pray that you will take this information and apply it to your life now. Because, after all, knowledge puffs up. The love builds up. Let today build you up and build others up in love. See you next time. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. you also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of The Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.